Good afternoon, and welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. Uh, a little bit different show. I can't see myself up on the screen like I normally do, but um, welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. And uh, I'm joined by um, a fabulous employee from the city of Methuen, Kelly Townsend. And we're going to talk a little bit later on about her efforts and what she's doing in the city. Uh, but we're so appreciative, and it's important. You know, one of the things that I tend to overlook, and by the way, Kelly is one of the co-winners of the Employee of the Month for the month of September in the city of Methuen. Uh, you don't get anything for that, but uh, a commendation, Kelly. I, I don't know how to break this to you. You don't even get a Big Mac, but uh, thank you for all you do. I appreciate it, right? <laughs> Say, wow, man, that's really fantastic, right? Um, uh, I want to talk about several different topics today, um, and I think I want to talk about some of the events that are going on in the city and make you aware of what's going on and how you can participate, uh, because there's some great stuff coming up over the next couple of days. Um, but also that... Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you about the opera timeline, um, and I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you about National Grid and Eversource, because quite frankly, they've ticked me off. Um, and what we're doing to combat that, and that will lead into my discussion with Kelly here on other things that we're doing uh, for people that need it in our community. And I guess if you forget everything else we say in this program, I want you to take away this message, which is remove the stigma associated with reaching out for help. Reaching out for help when you've got corporations asking for 66% increase in their rates, uh, that 66% increase request that went to DPU, I'm going to talk about it in a couple minutes, is just, frankly, disgraceful. And I want to say thank you to Methuen Community Studios. I love the set being changed out of the desks and being able to show you my, my two feet, which are now back <laughs> in shoes. Um, so great job, MCS, accommodating me as always, and I love the new set. So if we could go to a couple of the slides, that would be great. I want to talk about Methuen Day first, if I can. Uh, I can't tell if it's up, but uh, Methuen Day. Uh, this coming Saturday is Methuen Day. Uh, kudos to Council Ziegler and the team that have put this all together. We've got over 95 different vendors that are going to be there. Uh, that doesn't count entertainment. I believe there's eight food trucks. There's an open house at the police station. There's an open house at the fire station. Uh, there's entertainment all day long, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The center of the city is going to be blocked off. We encourage you to come down, and yes, the mayor will be there. Um, and we will even be selling overflow bags. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the program, uh, the trash. So that's Methuen Day, uh, Saturday, this Saturday, October thir uh, 1st, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Please come join us. And then I'm really excited to talk about um, the wall that heals, and kudos to uh, Paul Jensen, the VSO, and all the people that have kind of helped put this together, um, because the wall that heals is in the city. It's at Potter Field on Pelham Street, and if you did not know, um, Mr. Potter is one of the individuals that's on the wall. So this is a, a replica of the Vietnam Memorial Wall that's in Washington, D.C. Uh, the official opening is tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. The mayor will be there, as well as many others, and we hope you join us as well. Um, once that kicks off at 9 a.m., the wall that heals is there for your viewing uh, between 9 a.m. tomorrow, and I think it's 2 p.m. on Sunday, October 2nd. And it's open all day and night. And so I want to say a special thank you to all the volunteers that are going to be uh, working in four to six hour shifts. Um, there we go. So. Um, so we've got the schedule right up in front of you. So it arrived yesterday. I was really proud of the city. We had students from the Tenney and the Timoney out waving flags with employees from City Hall. And it was a great welcoming procession. Um, and all the folks that did that, that beautiful uh, procession that had our fire, our police, and had antique and veteran uh, vehicles in it was magnificent. And if you haven't seen that, um, you can probably see a video out on Facebook. Uh, today was the setup day uh, over on Pelham Street, so the wall is now officially set up, and the official opening is, like I said, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So anytime between 9 a.m., if you could go back to the schedule for a minute, because there's a candlelight vigil, I don't want to get... Yeah, so 9 a.m. tomorrow is the, the opening ceremony, and then the wall is open, and Saturday night, um, I believe around 6 p.m., but I, I, I'll have to check that time for you, there is a... Um, Candlelight Vigil, and Congresswoman Trahan, I believe, is going to be there as well. So we're going to leave that Candlelight Vigil, um, and we encourage you to come. Uh, but 
I just urge you that the wall requires uh, a certain decorum. It's not a play place. It's not a, um, it's not a fireworks and balloons and that kind of thing. It's a, it's a moment of solemnity. And so we want to come and see the wall, and the volunteers can help you. And if you know the name of somebody who's on the wall, they can even do kind of etchings with you. So it's really magnificent. So kudos to Director Jensen and all those who got it into the city. Kudos to the people that bring it here, because uh, it was a fabulous event bring it into the city yesterday, like I said. So tomorrow, 9 a.m. through Sunday at uh, 2 p.m., uh, it's open 24 hours a day, rain or shine. And you can go and see it. Um, so if you come by to see Methuen Day from 10 to 3 Saturday, then you can go see the wall that heals. We encourage you to do that. It's a really a magnificent, magnificent uh, testimonial to those. And, and I don't want to get too misty here. I, I keep talking about, and I said it, you know, uh, uh, before we came over here, Kelly and I were over at the Senior Center. I want to give a shout-out to Sue Riccio and the Happy Hearts Chorus. They did a fabulous show um, to get food donations for Methuen Cares. Um, and for other, you know, facilities. And they got quite a haul, as they should have. Uh, but they had special guests that included uh, Scott McNamara, our police chief, Laurie Charette McLaughlin, who's got a beautiful voice and sang a couple of solos. Um, the mayor sang a solo, so low you couldn't hear him. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, it highlighted some of the people in the community who are so special. Linda Susie and her work in the Methuen Arlington neighborhood, and kudos to her. Kelly Townsend here uh, for her work with the homeless folks um, and many others in the city. And the job that you're doing is magnificent. We're going to talk about that in a bit. And then uh, we had um, Lori from Methuen Cares up there and all of these folks working so hard in the city. So we need to kind of focus on the positive attributes in our city at this moment in time. We've turned a corner and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what we're doing um, to address some of these things that are happening uh, outside us. Okay, if you go to the next slide. So uh, the mayor is ticked off at this. So I've already reached out to the governor and DPU. DPU is the Department of Public Utilities. So National Grid and Eversource have applied to the Department of Public Utilities uh, for increases in uh, home heating and get natural gas prices, etc. for this winter. And while Many of you say, so what? Everything's going up. They've asked for a 66% hike in the rates. And I'm going to sit here and tell you, that's a crock, people. That is outrageous that any company would do that. And um, I, for one, uh, don't buy into the war in the Ukraine as the reason why they have to raise the price of 66%. Uh, I go back to what the oil and gas companies did when they raised your gas prices to four ninety nine a gallon. Um, ExxonMobil reported their profits the quarter after they did that as $5.7 billion. Yeah, that's billion with a B uh, for the quarter. Um, previous quarter, previous year, same quarter, $2.1 billion profit for ExxonMobil. So what I see there is just corporate greed, un unlicensed corporate greed. So I've appealed to the governor. I've appealed to our state delegation, and I'm asking you, appeal to our senators, appeal to our state senator, Diana DeZaglio, who does so much for us, appeal to our reps, Linda Dean Campbell, Frank Moran, Christina Minicucci, and tell them, this is outrageous. We want the DPU to do something about this. Um, but we're doing something as well, right? And, and in case you think it doesn't impact residents, I'm going to give you my example. So if I do the math, because um, I'm a National Grid customer, like many of you, if you do the math and you think about, I pay about 280 a month in the winter. Now, I, I don't use electric to heat my house. I use propane. But the cost will be in propane gas as well. But about 280 for my electricity in the winter, which is a lot. Um, the darker it gets, the lighter you want it in your house, the earlier you put the lights on. And so that 280 uh, will go to somewhere in the mid-400s for me per month. That is an outrageous hike, outrageous. So if you go to the next slide, um, I've submitted a resolution to um, City Council for consideration Monday night, October 3rd, and I want to be clear about this. I've asked, I'm asking City Council to join me in setting aside $400,000 in the ARPA funds that were given to us, that $46.2 million, 
to use as a home heating fuel assistance program for qualifying Methuen residents. Now, I want to explain what I mean by that, and then I want to talk to Kelly a little bit about this, because um, we would offer it in chunks of 1,000 to homeowners who, who were eligible for Greater Lawrence Community Action Council's low-income home energy assistance program, but for one reason or another fell out, right? And so there were income guidelines. And so what I want to spend a little time and talk to you, Kelly, about where you're so valuable, and thank you for all your work with the homeless and people who are evicted. Um, I think you and I agree that if, we, if you forget everything, remember that please reach out, right? We want Absolutely. to get rid of the stigma of, of asking for help because when corporations do things like what has happened here with National Grid and with Eversource, you deserve help. You need help. Everybody needs help. So um, this resolution requires that you apply for Greater Lawrence Community Action Council's Low-Income Home Energy Assistance Program. And I want to, so I worry about the word low-income because people will not understand. And there's a table I should have brought with me that says, I think if you're a family of four, you can make, it's around $80,000. Yeah, right? $76,000, yeah. You know the table by heart? And, well, one, and if, well, I know some of it. Yeah. So if you're a single person, you can make up to $40,000 a right. year. And, you know, in, in between, it goes up incrementally. Right. So if you're you know. a single individual and you're making $40,000, right, you're paying rent on top of uh, utilities, um, you're not going to have enough. So what we're trying to do, and I know you've worked hard on this, is... What we don't want is people trying to pay for the heat, not eating. Or trying to pay for the heat, not able to pay their rent and getting evicted. So that's what we're trying to combat here. So I want to be clear, that program will be uh, a supplement, in my mind, to Greater Lawrence Community Action Council's uh, LI HEAP. And we want you to not, not get in mind the stigma of low income, right? Because what Kelly just said is a four-person household and have an income of $76,000 and be eligible for monies from, that the federal government gives to uh, Greater Lawrence Community Action Council, correct? Right. Right? So we, we want uh, folks to help because, um, like I said, I, I, you know, I think we want you to reach out to your state representatives and your delegation and tell them that this is an outrageous, outrageous hike. Um, and maybe some of you believe it, if, if you know... If you believe that the war in Ukraine is the straight cause for this, you can convince the man because I don't see it, right, any more than I saw it in the oil and gas. Um, so we're taking steps, and hopefully council will see fit. So come to city council on, uh, on October 3rd, Monday, October 3rd. Uh, but also, um, take advantage of the program. So can you talk a little bit to us about some of the programs that are available that you've experienced, and how do we get more people from Methuen involved in that. Sure. Um, so I want to also say with homelessness, the idea is to keep people from being homeless. Right. So what we're really, the majority of the, the residents that we're working with in Methuen now are what we would call housing insecure. So they're in some, and a lot of this, um, we actually right now have 23 separate residents over the age of 65 who are in some stage of eviction. So that's either from, you know, their landlord telling them, hey, we're going to go up on your rent. Right. Or people have taken advantage of the, you know, the housing market and have sold their homes. And now you have new folks moving in that... They have other designs. They have other designs, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, if we have an elder who's saying to us, you know, I was paying $1,000 a month for rent, that's gone. You know, that's absolutely gone. I mean, we're looking for, you know, looking at apartments for people, which there's also a waiting list for a year to, you know, six months to a year to, a, um, to two years. We're looking for apartments and... You know, it's eighteen hundred dollars, twenty four hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, so there are some programs out there that we have been utilizing. The main one that we've been utilizing with the seniors is um, the raft program. And so that program provides rental assistance for folks. So one of the important things that I will say to anybody, if you are 
in some sort, if you've been given a notice to quit and somebody tells you, you need to be out in 30 days, please call us. That's not true. That's just the beginning. So we've run into a lot of people who don't understand what that means and who have left their apartments and they've moved in with a friend or on their couch. That's just the beginning of a process that has to go to court. So we can refer you to legal aid and get you some help. So my, so what my title for the city is... Um, Pin, it's a long one. Right, it's a long, it's, it's yeah. a long one, yeah. but it has the word mitigation in it. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is mitigate the effects of the pandemic on the community. We're helping folks sign up for fuel assistance, for SNAP benefits, um, applications, Champlash applications, a housing application. Uh, you know, we're just trying to do what we can when we look at folks' budgets and say, oh, okay, well... Your rent is $500. Where are we going to find this $500? And, you know, and some of that is we've even been helping people change their insurance. Right. Because if they're, you know, if they're eligible for mass health, right. then that's, you know, something that we can take out of their budget. Right. So we've been doing a lot of budget work with folks. Um, you know, the Bethune Cares program right. has been delivering say, yeah. food to people um, when they were homebound um, and we still do have a lot of folks who are are homebound or um, disabled elderly that we deliver to and we have a lot of people who are picking up too it's you know it's not it's not great out there right now but there is help and I think that you know it's very important for people to come to us and talk to us as soon as possible you know we do have a resident who became homeless a year ago and they've been living in a hotel and, you know, they were working with an outside organization. Um, and just because of the, the sheer volume of that organization, these folks lived in a hotel for a year and then the year's over and they're saying, oh, okay, we're done paying you now. Well, there was no case management with these folks right. and it would have been much easier to find them an apartment one year, year ago, ago sure. than it would now. Yeah, so no. that's why I keep stressing the f- if you need help to reach out to yeah. us as soon as you can. Yeah, so, so when you, and I love that you said that, Kelly. So when you say reach out to us, yes. who do you want them to reach out to? They can reach out to me. They yeah. can reach out to um, our community health workers, Jasmine Nunez, and Lori Jostin, um, and really Jasmine, Lori's working with Methuen Cares, but Jasmine has really, you know, you know, she's been at the schools advocating yeah. for people. Yeah. She's been, she's been everywhere. She's a huge asset for yeah. the city. Um, you know, we can, I don't know if we can post our, you can, your number, post can. our, post our numbers. Yeah. Yeah, well, What's, how do they contact you? What phone number? So my phone number is 978-237-2564. Do it again. Three, 978-237-2564. Yeah. So you can reach out to Kelly. Um, and, and I guess, you know, one of the things, so, so we started this by talking about, you know, home heating and fuel assistance. But there's, you mentioned RAFT. So there's multiple programs here. And... And again, I want to go back to we've got to remove the stigma of reaching out for help is a bad thing, and it's only for people who are poor. That's not the case, especially in the light. I'm going to keep coming back to the national grid. Yeah, I'm going to bash your national grid. Sorry, Um, because uh, literally uh, it's outrageous, the increase that they're asking for. Outrageous. So there's, you know, we have multiple vehicles for food assistance. We have Methuen Cares, um, and we'll, we'll give you, we'll, Go to the city website. We've got all the numbers for this. There's Neighbors in Need. There's other programs through Greater Lawrence Community Action Council. So don't go hungry, please. And especially if you have children, because uh, quite frankly, in this day and age, and we've talked about this, you right. and I, there's no need for anybody in the city of Methuen to be hungry. Um, I'll pay for food out of my pocket if that's what it takes. And then, you know, there's the Rental Assistance Program. 
right? And we should probably we could probably do a whole show on the rental assistance program, right? right? So talk a little bit about that, a little more about the rental assistance program. Um, so one thing you, you, I just want to back up a yeah. tiny bit Please. and say that, you know, when we talk about these rental assistance programs, you know, we talk, you talked about the Greater Lawrence Community Action Council. Greater Lawrence Community Action Council serves Greater Lawrence. That includes Methuen, yeah. that com- includes Andover, that includes North Andover. Right. And then some of their programs, they're even the seat of Essex County for right. some of their programs. Not just Lawrence. Not, no, not just Lawrence. Yeah. It, so um, they're already paid right. to, to, take care of, you know, to take care of our folks. So they, they, you know, they do have different programs that you know, we work with them. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who are, there are. looking that are looking for help. Yeah. So if you know, let's say you're behind a month on your rent, and you know your landlord is saying, "Hey, you know, you're, what's going on?" If what we've done is we'll get a letter from the landlord that says that they have this intention to. You know, if they're not already in that eviction right. process, that they have the attention. We're, we're able to go to Raft and say, hey, you know what? These people have, um, they're behind on their rent. They're going to be evicted. And they're able to help people with some folks during the pandemic, they were getting up to $10,000 a year yep. in, in rental assistance. And again, this is this is not for people who solely who are homeless and poor this is for this is for our community you know the mayor was talking about his electric bill i think that all of us can say that yeah you know it's we're seeing it so um the volume so much right now because the elderly really had a fixed income right so the fi- and it hasn't risen at the same right. rate as the inflation is right. going up, right? So this is the effect. You know, but I have 80-year-old people saying, like, oh, well, I should go get a job. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I always think when I go into a store and I see somebody that's 80 years old working, well, they're probably working because they have to. They have to, yeah. And this shouldn't be... Yeah. Agreed. That this shouldn't be the the process. Yeah. Um, so I really do implore people to to you know to ask for help. Yeah. We'll look at these uh, programs we're you know doing as as much as we can. But getting to us early is key. And again, you know, to reiterate what the mayor said, there is never a reason for people to be hungry. Amen. We have, you know, we have we can get you food. We can get you access to if you, you know, there's other things too. There's um, Meals on Wheels. wheels, If you're not signed up for for Meals on Wheels, there, you know, there are soup kitchens. We don't have one here in Methuen, but they do have three in Lawrence. They have one, you know, near the, you know, near the border of the Methuen Arlington neighborhood. Um, There are avenues for us to, to help folks. And we're really into everything you know just looking at what somebody's complete what's going on in somebody's situation so you know we talked a lot about the elders just because again it's the fixed income so that's where we're seeing folks but other folks you know if they're having a barrier uh, you know i can't go to work because i don't have childcare. we've actually hooked up with a program in lawrence that's able to then have you know vouchers for folks and they can go to work so we're doing um not just band-aiding things, but we're trying to set things in, you know, with people's budgets and work with people so they're able to sustain, they're able to pay the things that they really need to pay, and we'll try to supplement everything else with. And this, you know, I love what you're doing, and, you know, you sound, I was going to say, you sound a little bit like a librarian, like a reference librarian. <laughs> You know, it, it, well, I, I know that's wacky, but I'll explain. You, you were, okay, rental assistance, we've got food here, we've got, right. you know, uh, low-income heating assistance here. So there's many programs out there that people may not be aware of. Right. And somebody like you, you're a reference librarian that you can say, okay, uh, you got a problem getting to work because you've got a, a daycare issue. We've got a potential solution for that right. that we can kind of help you with. And so that's what I really love about what you and Jasmine and the team are doing. So... Kudos to you. Um, I want to. I want to one more time come back to um, get rid of the stigma. 
Absolutely. Reach out for help, right? That's the most important part because there's so many people who probably don't reach out. And, and the other part of it is, and I'm sure you, is this isn't done so we can say, uh, so if Neil Perry goes to uh, you and says, I need help with my rent, and you help me with my rent, we don't blast that all over, you right. know, Greater Lawrence that, you know, Neil Perry's getting rental assistance, right? It's, it's done in a humanitarian way to help you get through because everybody needs help now and then, right? Sure. So. And, you know, in, in this post-pandemic world, you know, and the mayor was talking about with, uh, you know, the utility hikes, which is, you know, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. It's greedy. It, you know, it's it's so tough because there are people who have never asked for help before that are finding themselves in a situation where they need help. But again, the quicker that you ask for right. help, the better chance that you're going to get help before you are evicted right. from, you know, from your home. Right. Especially seniors and people on fixed incomes, right. to your point earlier, right? Right. So people, the fixed incomes didn't go up at the same ratio. No, that, they didn't. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, we can't have as a solution to that. Oh, okay. People that are over 70 years old now are going to look for jobs. Right. It, Couldn't agree with you more. Right. Yeah. It's, it's silly to me. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there are a lot of people who we have talked to who were in the city that have come to us that, you know, they come to us and they're embarrassed. And I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, this is something that our government has paying these organizations Absolutely. to help you. So take advantage That's of what it. they're there for. Right. They're all safety nets. Right. So, well, kudos. So I want you to give your phone number one more time, if you could. 978-237-2564. There she is. There's her number on the screen. Thank you, Methuen Community Studios, for doing that. And it also, putting her name up blocks out those jazzy socks I'm wearing. I don't know if you can see that. They match my... So we were at the Happy Hots Chorus earlier today, uh, Kelly and I. And uh, Sue Riccio and Barbara Allen and the team, they did a fantastic job. Um, in fact, we joked about it a little bit because one right. of the songs had, Should I Invest a Dime you know, for a phone call, the Turtle Song. And um, I said, well, I'm so old, I remember when you could actually make a phone call for a dime. But gas was 23 cents a gallon, too, right? So, right? so take advantage of the programs, the federally mandated programs that are available for you here. Don't, don't you know, look at GLCAC and say, that's not for Methuen. Greater Lawrence includes Methuen. Take advantage of those programs. And if you're confused about what programs could apply to help you, reach out to Kelly. Um, reach out to Jasmine, uh, because they're doing a fantastic job with the folks that they work with. And I really do appreciate everything you do. Uh, we've got to do more as a city. And so Absolutely. I'm committed to helping you. Thank um, you. Okay, I want to spend a couple minutes talking about ARPA. Uh, let me see if we got some questions first, though, because this is the yeah. best part. So Stan says, when are, when are booster shots available again? I know you know the answer to that, because I do. When are boosters? They're available now. We there have a clinic every weekend at Melita Farms um, from 10 to 2. They... The vendor that comes to Melita Farms has all all ages, all boosters. Yeah, all and, levels. Right. And one so, through four. Right. One through four. And what people will say, the, the com- most common question with that is, do they have the new booster? Right. All the boosters are new boosters right. for adults because they didn't once... The new booster came out. The other boosters were discontinued. They were discontinued the day before that the new one came out. So it caused a, a couple of days where we weren't able to, to vaccinate folks. But we are vaccinating yeah. people every weekend. So I just want to say, you said Melita Farms. I want to explain for a long time. That's where the old Nimmo Farms yes. was, right? So off Oak Street. So if you're an old timer like me, Nimmo Farms is now Melita Farms. And by the way... Um, Octavian Spanner, and the t- they're doing a fabulous job there. They are. Uh, fabulous. So kudos to him. I know he works for the City of Lawrence now. He does. Him on me. Should have snagged him <laughs> when I had him. Uh, but Melita Farms is fantastic. You get the booster every Saturday, right? Every Saturday. Between what hours, remember? But between 10 and 2. 10 and 2. 10 and 2, and then once a month, and this month it'll be on, coming in October, it'll be on the 22nd. We've been doing um, a family event where we had this... This past weekend, a bouncy house and blow up axe throwing and face painting. Can the mayor painting. go in the bouncy house? He can. 
He can. <laughs> he can cause havoc <laughs> in the box. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll have the ambulance there <laughs> just, just in case we, we need to get you out of the, the yeah. bouncy house. Uh, we got a comment from Linda Lambert that says she happened to be on Pleasant Valley Street when the wall police firefighters went down the street. That was very moving in itself. I will definitely see the wall. Thank you, Linda. It was moving. I, I got to be honest with you. I know you're going to say it's a can of corn. But I think with all the turbulence going on across the country, people forget this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. Don't lose sight of that. The fact that you can get up and stand in my face and completely disagree with me is one of the things that makes it the greatest country on the face of the earth. So we've lost a little bit of that over the last couple of years. We're at the national level. We're, we're really split, and I am concerned about it. But um, we can show them how to do it here in Methuen. You can do, and I know people disagree with me on the trash program. I sit here and tell you, I'm not doing that for any financial advantage for the city or for me personally. I'm doing that to save the residents from a tax increase in the near future. So this is going to save money, not cost more money. And so um, we'll talk about that in a little while. Good afternoon, Morel. Good to see you. Um, how can we appeal? When, wh- what do you want to appeal, Morel? Oh, El Heap sent us the application from Greater Lawrence Community Action Council, and they required so many documents... Already they have my whole life as an open book. And if we miss one document, they say we're not eligible like they did last year. So a little bit of advice for her. She's talking about the bureaucracy of the application right. process. Um, so we do, we are also doing applications. So if you need help, that you can reach out to us and then we'll check through your documents and then we'll push it with, you know, some, well, you know with the RAF program, we've been bypassing Greater Lawrence if they are, if they're so busy, you know, they are. Right. I mean, because, again, they're looking at four communities. So having us as the folks here in Methuen that can advocate for Methuen residents right. and say, oh, okay, in some instances, Jasmine has made um, some good connections with the RAF program and CTI and is able to say, hey, you know what, what's the status of this person, this person, and this person? Right. So we're trying to find ways to... Um, you know, to streamline yeah. that process. Yep. So, you know, everything... If they're having trouble with the documents, can they reach out to you guys? They can, and we'll, and we'll go through them with them. Yeah. And we'll help so, them uh, Morell asked the contact... Call Kelly, so we can flash Kelly's number one more time with the Community Studios. So call Kelly, and let's see if we can help you. But I want to go back to... Uh, I want to make sure the residents understand my resolution for Monday night, which City Council would have to approve, is to take $400,000 of our APA money and set it aside... And you would have to apply for the LHEAP program, the Greater Lawrence Community Action. And if one of the guidelines bounced you out, then you become eligible for up to $1,000 from that ARPA fund. And that's if city council approves. And I sincerely hope they do. And if you agree with me, tell your city councils so that when they get there Monday night, you know, they understand. Um, but it, it's in addition to the LHEAP. It's not to replace the LHEAP. And I want to be clear about that, right? Because that may confuse some people. Um, I so just wanted to say one more thing, um, too, is that the, if people, if you're not applying for these programs, then we don't have the numbers right. then to go looking for other sources of funds to yeah. help within these programs. Yeah. So if I were going to write a grant for a food insecure grant for the city of, of Methuen, and they would say, oh, okay, well, where's your numbers? Yep. So the more that people apply for these pr- uh, programs, the more money that comes into the programs and the more services that are available Agreed. for folks. Agreed. Um, so I, uh, Ed Quinn, and the Quinns are watching. So hello, Ed. I, I talked to Ed more. Now. Ed and I work together at Raytheon. I talk to him more now than when he was working <laughs> with me at Raytheon. So uh, he said, I believe the people in Methuen would really appreciate an update on the Branch Street property for the school department. So happy to give it to you. So that has been a long, protracted, uh, complex negotiation. Um, and it's not finished yet, and um, so uh, we've, I think we've reached an agreement on the property. Uh, there was one remaining issue that had to be ironed out legally. That was the, um, the billboard on top of the building. It still belongs to Brooks Properties, and so it would have to be leased to the city of Methuen. So the short-term answer, Ed, is I see before Thanksgiving, uh, actually before Halloween, um, I got my holidays mixed up there. You know, when you go in the stores, they get, they get everything right. ahead. Um, I see the, the completion of the purchase of Branch Street. And I want to be clear, I'm glad Ed brought that up. 
Um, now, I say that because I'm recommending it to city council. The city council has to approve the purchase. And it's going to cost us uh, a chunk of our opera money, but I think it's an investment well uh, funded. Um, you know, it will put all our early learning in one place in the city. Um, I think we've put a lot of good thought and effort, both from the school administration side and from the city side, into how to make that work. Um, I think there's been a collaborative process, and now we're just waiting on uh, uh, the lawyers to kind of, we've done the title search, and we're in the last step now, Ed. So um, that has been difficult because, you know, there's been shifting sands, and a couple of things that we found when we did the, um, um, what do you call it, the, not the audit, but the, like the home inspection, if you will, preparatory. There were things that we had to fix, or they had to fix, I should say. But I would also say that um, uh, I found, and I'm going to say this candidly, that the best negotiation is when uh, the Red Hook principal and myself get on the phone. And when I say principal, not like a school. Red Hook is a capital company. When the individual responsible at Red Hook and I get on the phone and the negotiation is much shorter and sweeter. Um, so it, it has taken quite a time, a lot of time. But I do see that coming up for a vote before Halloween uh, for city council consideration. And again, I hope you urge your city councilors to accept it. And I say that in the beginning, I wasn't too on board with the uh, 9 Branch Street, um, but we need it. And if you've been to our schools, we've got uh, children in uh, media centers as classrooms. We've got, we're using every nook and cranny in our schools. And so we, we need this building, uh, quite plain and simple. Um, and, you know, we have a requirement from DESE because we're using um, nine plus million dollars of opera money and we're using, I think it's almost three million on um, ESSER funds that go to the schools to do this. And I think um, DESE came back and put a requirement towards the end, Ed, that said, you know, the city has to sign a document that says um, they're going to use this as a school for 10 years. And I don't have any problem signing that, uh, but um, city council's got to approve it. So. We, we're in the last stages, um, so stay tuned. October should be the big month for that announcement. And that's a, that's a great thing, uh, moving forward. So, okay. Uh, let's see if we get any other questions. There isn't a council that you have that has the nerve to vote against something for the kids. I hope you're right. Will neighbors in need do the Thanksgiving meal bags this year, and when? I don't know. We can reach out to them. Do you know the answer to that? They, I mean, they yeah. haven't said that they're not... Yeah. doing it. So yeah. Neighbors in Need typically um, both at their you know, Neighbors in Need runs the pantries and um, at the church yeah. on Pleasant Street and yeah. at Neighbors in Need. First Congregational. First yeah. Congregational. Thank you. Um, I'm here for you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, you know, they typically do the program. They haven't told me that they're not doing the program, right. but for as long as I've worked with them, which has been 20 years, they've done the Thanksgiving program. Good. Excellent. Okay. The firefighters do something, too. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to ARPA. For, uh, so I see we've got about 20 minutes left in the program. So I just want to share something with the residents and show you what we gave the council. So if you go to the first couple slides, this is the ARPA. And so I know this is illegible. So, we're gonna, so uh, this is important because this is a timeline of the projects. And each one of the colors is related to a different project. So we're spending uh, a significant amount of our ARPA money, and thank you, City Council, for water and sewer infrastructure. So one of the things that I keep getting asked is, hey, is it, you know, is it common for this many water main breaks? And, and the answer is yes, in extreme temperatures, extreme heat or extreme cold, um, because of the age. So we've got a lot of projects that we're planning to do that will put the city of Methuen in, in a much better infrastructure position, if you will. So if we go on to the next slide, each of these I've tried to break down. I'm not going to go into vast detail. But um, my intent is to take that timeline. It's posted out on the city of Methuen website with the ARPA. And then update if we slip. So Burnham Road Pump Station, for example, the design starts October 3rd, 2022. And it's expected to go through um, May 31st, 2023. 173 days to do the design. Uh, then you see the construction bidding and award, and then the actual construction itself. And so uh, what's important for people to understand is the opera monies have to be committed by the end of 2024. They don't have to be spent. Um, so I think that's a misnomer that people get in their minds that we have to finish all these projects by 2024. We don't. Uh, next project is Riverside Drive Sewer. Um, same thing. We're doing alternative analysis and how could we do it? And that's important so that we maximize the use of our OPA money. Next slide. 
And these will all be available. Uh, the Arlington neighborhood, this is a $9.75 million project. I want to be crystal clear here. It doesn't do everything we want to do in the middle of Arlington neighborhood. But it's one of the few um, neighborhoods in the city that still has combined water sewer. And so that's something we've got to solve. So that $9.75 million gets us, you know, 75% of the way there. And we would probably capitalize a plan. And I say that quite candidly because um, we're, in, we're in good financial shape right now as a city. Right? We put $5 million into our free cash. We're waiting for the state to certify. We have somewhere in the neighborhood of about $17 million of free cash uh, come October 1st. And, and I would tell you, uh, one of the things we've got to fight as a community is um, you don't want to just willy-nilly spend that money. And I think you know by three years in that I wouldn't do that to you. But there are going to be certain things that come along. Uh, and I'll give you an example. So uh, Rocky Morrison and the Clean the River Project have been asking tonight, went to city council and said, let's use $35,000 of ARPA money to pay Rocky to do the river and the needles and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, they saw, you know, 10 other projects as higher priority. Uh, so I'm going to come back as soon as the free cash is certified because I can't go to city council uh, like October 3rd because that free cash hasn't been certified. But in the second meeting in October, I'm going to go back to city council and say, I want to spend $35,000 of that free cash to make sure that Rocky can continue to do what he's been doing for Methuen last year because we funded him last year. Um, and, and believe me, if you ever take one of those river tours, you would be as disgusted as I was. You see things in the river that you can't... The day I did it with him, we pulled a desk, a desk, not like a, a little small frame student desk, a complete wooden desk. And I said, how, how does this get in the river? And somebody was telling me, they even dump them off the 93 bridge, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Our next chart is the Route, two, route 213 water main, uh, which goes under 213, that's why it's called that. This is imperative because um, we have a much smaller water main going underneath 213 than we need, especially with the amount of development that's occurred in my section of the city, in the east section of the city. So next one is the Granite Street pump station. So you can see that the designs are, and they'll be with different companies, um, but, or, or, you know, some similar companies, and they're, they're stretched out over a period of time to give us enough time to do it. Um, and I believe we have a contract on that going to city council. Uh, the design for the Granite Street pump station, it's on the agenda for um, the October 3rd city council meeting. So that's the point I want to make. None of this work is going to be done without the contracts going back before council. Because none of these are going to have uh, the, the design of the Granite Street pump station, I, I believe is, don't tr take me to, to shit on this, 200 and some odd thousand dollars to do the design of what we're going to do with the Granite Street pump station. So we're starting to get these contracts that will come before, and we'll, you know, we'll update these slides and bring them back to you so you can see. Okay, in this one, we presented a, co a contract to council for the design of this project. Here's how we're moving. And so it shows good... Uh, Good judgment, good planning on my part. So kudos to Director Bauer and his team for working with the consultants to plot these out. That's important. And then we have the Lowell Street, Shirley Ave drainage, which is near and dear to me because my parents, at one time in their life, uh, God rest their souls, lived um, in a house that got the Lowell Street uh, off-ramp. In fact, we used to joke and call it the Perrymac River <laughs> because the water flowed so, so, so much from Lowell Street. And so Lowell Street's above. It's got... Um, a poor drainage system that has to be fixed and prevented from going down to Shirley Ave. And so this is the project to fix that. And that's a multi-million dollar, all of these are multi-million dollar projects. You can see the price tag associated with them out on um, the City of Methuen website. Then we have the sewer inflow infiltration mitigation. That's huge. Um, there's some things that we should be doing as a city that we, we have not. And this is going to help us do it. Um, and so th that's kind of the projects I want to highlight in ARPA. But the point I want to make is we've got timelines for the projects. Um, we intend to update those timelines uh, over time and let you, the citizens, know where we are status-wise on each of the projects. So our job is to spend every nickel of that $46.2 million that we got from the city, I mean, excuse me, from the federal government and the state. Um, and you'll recall that we were originally only slated to get nine. And my appeal to you and my appeal to the governor, my appeal to our state delegation, 
got us bumped up to 46 million. So we're going to fix a lot of problems that we probably should have addressed many years ago, and that's the good news here. Okay, I want to move on and talk a little bit about uh, uh, overflow bags and trash. So if we go to, so overflow bags are now available well across the city. So at City Hall, at Nevins Library, at Senior Center, at the transfer station, those are f uh, four city locations, and then commercially at Market Basket on Haverhill Street, Market Basket on Pleasant Valley Street, the House Street Superette, Galloway's Convenience Store on Pelham Street, and the Caribbean Supermarket on Broadway. We're still waiting for two vendors to say yes. Um, uh, and the process to buy them is simple. I actually ran into uh, our CIO, who did a fabulous job uh, programming the square devices. And when I was coming back from a meeting yesterday, I was going to the city hall. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, here's a resident, the first to come in and um, buy the overflow bags. And uh, I'll be honest, the mayor treated them because I wanted to see <laughs> how it worked. So I pulled my credit card out and slapped it in there. It's a pretty straightforward process. Now, I don't, I don't know what the transaction is going to be at the commercial places, the Moolahs, I mean, excuse me, Market Basket, showing my age again. Um, but um, the overflow bags are available in those locations. I will also be at Methuen Day, and we will be selling uh, overflow bags if you need them. And so I want to pause here and say, you've got to understand the size of the overflow bags. So the, I, I know there's a lot of motion about the trash program, and I understand that. Change is difficult. But if you remember the last week's show, 2,408 pounds of trash per household in Methuen on average. That is way above comparable cities in Massachusetts. And I use Brookline, Arlington, Gloucester as an example. They all have more households. Um, if you look at Gloucester, has almost 20,000 households. Methuen has under 15,000. And so Methuen produces 2,408 pounds of trash per average household per year. And you've got a city like Gloucester that produces 1,100. And the difference is they recycle better than Methuen does. So, um, you know, we're launching the program. Uh, I've seen some comments on social media. I refrain because there's some misinformation out there. Um, the city has never said, mark your barrels and they'll take them right now. They may in some cases, but that's not what we wanted you to do. We wanted you to wait until the end of October. Um, and if you chose, there's three things you can do with your, your carts that you have now. You have to use the city carts for trash starting next Monday. But you can take and get a sticker like this from City Hall or from the transfer station, and you can put this on your old barrels, and you can put your leaf and your line clippings in it, and then when we come around with the Packer truck starting in October, they'll pick up your, your yard waste there, right? So these stickers, again, a very nice October orange, very attractive. Uh, I didn't design them, but they're nice. So you can put these on your barrel and put your lawn and leaf waste in there. You can also, if you choose, take your, your old car barrels down to uh, the transfer station and drop them off. And you don't even need a sticker to do that part of it. And then the third thing you can do is you can hold on to them. If you want to get rid of them, the city will announce by the end of October a pickup date. And we will probably offer those to contractors who may want them. And if they don't, then they'll be destroyed um, you know, in one lump sum. So those are the three ways. We've never told anybody, mark your barrels and put them out at the curb and they'll take them. They may in some cases, and if they do, good for you. But that's not the process. We, we gave you the three-step process. But I go back. Uh, I've seen people say, oh, those trash bar bar carts are too small. Um, so my calculation tells me three normal kitchen bags will fit in that trash cart. We've distributed, uh, if you go back to the over overflow bags, we've distributed two per household here and they're available five for $10. Each of these overflow bags can fit an additional two to three bags of normal kitchen waste. So when you look at the 64 gallon cart and the overflow bags, one overflow bag and one um, 64 gallon cart, even if you weren't to recycle, can fit most of what you're doing in today. But my appeal to you is we need to do a better job recycling. And that's why you've got a 95 gallon recycling cart that's important. And so I get a lot of the same, you know, feedback from social media that you do. So I want to go on to the next. I want to people said, ah, they didn't finish my neighborhood. And I talked a little bit last week, and I intended to bring some pictures. I didn't, but I have them with me today. So if we go to some of the pictures, this is what Harvey's running into across the city. This is one house. 
right? So if you look at all of that, if Harvey picks that up, it's going to take them uh, 30 minutes to 45 minutes to get all that trash. In this case, I called the specific landlord and said, you have two days to remove it, right? Because the, the stuff in the bags, Harvey should take. But all that other stuff, you know, this is just a clean-up. So this is what's happening. When you fill up the truck faster than normal, they have to make another trip to one of the 13 landfills slash incinerators in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. There are often two to three hour waits at the landfill slash incinerator. And then people are frustrated, and I understand that because they don't finish the route in a given day. But this is, this is and if, if your property comes up, let me apologize to you. It's, I'm not trying to do any shaming. I'm just showing people what Harvey's running into so that you can understand the, the level of trash. Next slide, please. So here's, here's four other pictures of different residences, right? Multiple desks, multiple chairs. Um, even under the old program, you're only allowed one bulk item. So uh, next, so construction debris, we've never taken. So those, the one on the left and the one on the top, the city of Methuen has never taken, those have to be taken to the transfer station. Right? The city of Methuen has never picked those up um, under the old program or the new program. So uh, keep going. So these are some others. Uh, you see a couple mattresses there. Mattresses are not picked up curbside. That's a Commonwealth-wide. That's not Methuen saying there's a, there's a mattress recycling program that has to be adhered to. Uh, it talks specifically about how the mattresses have to be handled because there's a lot of uh, biological issues associated with, you know, refuse of mattresses. And so we have a trailer at the transfer station that if you put the mattress in a plastic bag, we can put it in there. And then it goes to recycling. Here's some more. Right? And again, if you're one of these, one of these houses, uh, it's not intended to do shaming. You look at that bottom right corner, you see, I see four mattresses, five mattresses. Right? That, that's, that's an incredible load for any hauler. Um, and I'm going to reiterate that um, you know, Harvey is doing the city right now with older trucks, and I've heard some complaints about the trucks. Yeah, they're older trucks because they have to do the rear trash load. Come October 3rd, come next Monday, the trucks that are in the city are all newer vehicles. They're the slide, side load with the arm that takes the cart and puts it in. Um, and um, each truck is, is equipped with uh, a GPS and a camera and records as they do in the street. And so it's going to be easy for us. Uh, and, and I'm going to sit here as your mayor and say, will Harvey miss pickups? Absolutely. Anytime human performance is involved, you're gonna, you have to prepare for errors. We want you to go to C-ClickFix, not social media. Go to C-ClickFix and report it. Um, hundreds of city hall employees can tell you the first thing the mayor does every day is go to C-ClickFix. If you don't believe that, ask Matt Higgins from Harvey and Pat Bauer who, from DPW, who get love notes from the mayor first thing in the morning saying, what's happening here? Um, this is all intended, the trash program, to forestall the price increases that are associated with hauling. Because in the light of things like the National Grid discussion earlier, we need to do some things differently to protect our tax rate. And by the way, I'm going to keep saying this because even certain councils don't understand it. Our tax rate has not gone up. It's gone down. Your taxes have gone up. Mine have too. That's because the valuation of your property has gone up. So the tax rate in Methuen is 1305 per thousand for residential property. That is down from where it was when I took office. So when we're talking about voting against tax increases, we've got to understand what we're talking about. There hasn't been a tax rate increase. You are paying more in taxes because the property is worth more. My home, which I bought seven years ago for $449,000, is worth far more than $449,000 today. That's a simple fact. That works against some of us who are staying in, in our houses uh, and results in higher costs. But I do listen to the people Methuen when they say we've got to keep costs lower this trash program and the urge to get you to recycle can help us do that. So again, I know it's going to be emotional. I know it's going to be change. Uh, all of that I understand. And we're going to help you through the change. But I'm asking you, join me. 
read that recycling information. Use the website, use the Recyclopedia. It will tell you what can get recycled and not. It also, uh, I want to give another shout out to our CIO, uh, Luis Santiago, has done a fabulous job uh, giving you alternative places to take tires, uh, computer equipment. If you go to the website, you put in clothes, it says you can't throw clothes in recycles. But you can call Big Brother Big Sister, you can call the Epilepsy Association, you can, there's many different organs. You can go to our schools, each of our schools have bins that clothes can be donated. So there are alternatives here, and we are very shortly going to announce, um, once we get the program rolling, our zero waste days, where we're going to bring in vendors in that you can dispose, much like we do hazardous waste day at the transfer station. Zero waste day will bring in battery recyclers, metal recyclers, computer recyclers, and people like that, that you can come down to a large location in the city and drop your stuff off. And so we're going to get through this together. Um, uh, but, you know, like I say, if something happens and it doesn't work, you, you know, you're having a problem, go to see Click Fix and report it so that we can take a look at it and try to address it. But let's keep it respectful, please. All right, when I see posts that say, and by the way, I'm not looking at social media, but people forward to me. When you, when you go out to social media and say, I'm going to dump my refuse on the mayor's lawn, just know that the mayor has 12 cameras at his house. <laughs> So he would turn to MPD in a heartbeat. So <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Love it. All right. So we got through those pictures. What else do we have? We go back to Methuen Day if we could, because I got four minutes left. Can we go back? Yeah, Methuen Day is this Saturday. Uh, I did say not to, uh, and maybe want to see this. So Methuen Day is 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, we're going to be selling these. Just so you know, if you come back to me for a minute. Sorry. No. You don't want me on camera? <laughs> Face made for radio, Methuen Community Studios just said. So this is, this is the bag of, of five overflow bags. So in this, you could put 15, uh, there's five all wrapped up in there, 15 uh, large kitchen bags of trash. And you put them next to your cart. So I saw a dialogue that said, doesn't it defeat the purpose of the program? Well, if you're doing uh, two to three bags a week, yes, it does. All right? And, and if every resident of Methuen wanted an extra cart, would it defeat the purpose of the program? Yes, it would. Um, so we've got to do a better job recycling. And, you know, everybody, you know, talking about it on social media thinks it's a scheme to make money for the city. It's not. Uh, that's to pay the hauling fees um, and to pay for the carts themselves. And um, I, I would tell you, quite frankly, we need you to try to do the best you can with the original cart and the original recycle bin uh, because it will get us a, a long way further. Uh, so the overflow bags, I want to go back one last thing and say, um, are not to be used for recycles. So there's dialogue on social media around that that's incorrect. The overflow bags are only for trash that doesn't fit in your 64-gallon cart. So if you put three kitchen bags in and you've got a fourth kitchen bag for the week, you have to put it in one of the overflow bags and put it out next to your trash cart. So a uh, lot of dialogue. Can you use your normal kitchen trash bags to go in the trash, trash cart? Yes, you can. Glad, whatever market basket, whatever brand you use. You put your trash in that, and then it goes in the cart. Uh, and if you've got more than fits in that 64-gallon cart, um, you can put it in an overflow bag. Like I said, two to three will fit in an overflow bag. So um, we start Monday, October 3rd. Um, I know within a couple months that this program will be working. And I know based on the people that I meet in Methuen that you're going to do a heck of a job. And I know it's a change and it requires some adjustment. Uh, but like I said, in the long run, I believe you're going to see it's for the best. Um, and so uh, if you need overflow bags and you can't get to City Hall, come by Methuen Day Saturday. I'll be there from probably 10.30 to 3. It starts at 10, but I won't be there till 10.30. I have a prior engagement. Um, and I will be selling bags. We also have representatives from Harvey, plus the trucks that are going to be coming into the city starting Monday. We have one of the trucks that's going to be in the city will be right behind me. Um, many of the residents may want to get in the cab and run the mayor over. That's okay. Um, I don't know that we'll give you the keys to do that. But we are going to sell... Um, the overflow bags, we've got giveaways at my, my booth, if I can call it that, too. Um, and we're also going to have a recycling quiz that you can take. It's, we found kind of interesting. But I want to finish up the program and say uh, kudos to you 
Kelly, for all your hard work with our homeless, with all the people that are struggling. And one more appeal. Look at those fancy socks on the screen. I see them. Yeah, they would have matched the blazer. <laughs> um, uh, kudos for all the hard work you're doing. It Thank is you. noticed and appreciated uh, and is so important. And don't be fooled into thinking that uh, we don't have homeless people in our city. We have a lot more people that are fighting with it, struggling with it than you think. And so, please, if you're in a position where you need help, reach out to Kelly, who's one of the many terrific employees in the city of Methuen. And there's her number again. Thank you, Methuen Community Studios, 978-237-2564. You're going to get lots of phone calls after this show. I'm sure. I'm thrilled to have you on today. <laughs> and again, thank you me. for everything you do. And um, keep doing what you're doing. We're thrilled to have you here. And last but not least, uh, another shout-out to Sue Riccio and the Happy Hearts Chorus. It was a real treat for the mayor to go over there today. I did sing a little bit, but I was hoping people couldn't hear me. Um, it was a fabulous program, and if you get to see that on MCS, I think it's taped. Um, you know, by all means. And uh, I'll quickly, we're right at the mark, but uh, oh, questions have finished. So um, if we didn't answer your questions, I'll get on Facebook after and answer them. In the meantime, God bless you all. Get the fourth booster. They're available now, Melita Farms, on Saturdays. Um, and we'll see you back here next week on Mayor's Minutes. Thank you.